Hey guys, welcome back to the brand new mail series where over the next 10 weeks I will be chatting to some of the industry's leading alpha minds to find out what really goes on behind closed doors and get their opinions on men's mental health. As always, I really hope you enjoy this series and show these guys an abundance of your support. This is a safe space for these guys to chat openly and if you find any of the tips or opinions useful, please make sure to show some love by liking, tagging and sharing. Enjoy guys. Okay, I'm trying to get close enough so they just light picks me up. I've got really bad lighting in there now. That's all right. You let me know, have you pressed record? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Go. perfect. Go. Perfect. Hey guys. Hey guys and welcome back. So today we're back with Dr. Christopher Matthews. Um, you will have already listened to his last episode. I know a lot of my regulars have um, and we had such a great response that I've asked them to come back on independently before I start going into sort of um, Q&As and group chats with the guys. Um, purely because I found and I know a lot of other people found his um, angle and ideologies on the subject incredibly interesting and, inter and fascinating to listen to. It kind of broadened the, instead of just focusing on psychology and the sort of mindset behind things, it's a bit more of a logical and straightforward way of, well, not straightforward way of thinking because let's face it, mental health and mindset is never straightforward. However, um, bringing a bit more of a logic to what we were talking about. Do you want to say hi to everyone? Hi everyone, how are you all doing? Hope everyone's well. <laughs> um, how have you been since the last episode? Yeah, good, yeah. Um, students are fine, everything seems fine. We're on a kind of, what we're on now, Nottingham tier three lockdown, but it's kind of fine, everything's all right. Um, you know, let's not get into COVID stuff because I could start on a rant on oh, that. Oh, I don't. I know. I was going. I was about to say. I was like, that's a tangent all on its own. <laughs> that is a tangent all on its own. I think everybody is in very much the same boat right now. Um, there is no. Yeah, there is not. There's not. There's not an episode long enough to go on about that. Um, but yeah, no. It's, it's good to hear that you're still doing well though, and um, I think everyone's just trying to do the best that they can in the situation that we're in, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so in this episode, we I kind of batted, we were batting back and forth a couple of ideas for this episode. Um, and I really liked the idea of the aspect of winners and losers and what this brings to mindset and mental health from your perspective. Um, because especially for obviously the idea of this in the male series aspect is that for men, for me, winners and losers, it does bring a massive mindfuck really and the, the long and the short of it is that you know there's comparison before you step on stage there's comparison and social media and uh, winners and losers this is comes into the same ball game in my view because you're all already comparing yourself to someone who you perceive to be doing better um, and this completely derails 
you from the the work that you're doing so from the a male's perspective um what do you know or what what does your knowledge what does your knowledge um provide us with maybe answers or ways of looking at things okay so obviously if you you can call someone a loser and it's like a it's a or call a pejorative isn't it? it's a negative term you're a loser right so um as you can probably imagine in a social science we don't think of it in those terms um <clears throat> we try and think of it um trying to trying to think of it as a, an, an objective term now it's not really a social science term but it's a nice way of kind of encapsulating it and, and encapsulating it and, and helping people to think about it what would a what would a loser be well somebody who ends up with possibly not the job they want not the money that they want and not the opportunities that what they want in that sense you know society sets you up into a position where those things happen in comparison to someone who's got those things you could define that as being a loser if that makes sense so it's not to be mean about the term but it is a useful term in some respects um and and where i use this term and, and in the paper that i've i've sent to you today and we've, we've kind of the, the kind of underpins what we were talking about in the third po first podcast so if anyone's come to this they need to listen to that first podcast really so i'd really? say to like stop and go back to have that have a listen to that really what we're talking about in that podcast was about the what we call what we might call the winners and i'll pop a term in there and i'll explain what the term means in a minute but the reflexive winners and i was talking a lot about people who can and i pretty much cast myself as one of these people people who can understand the world around them um see the social patterns that are happening okay now 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 i'm a man yes but i, I can't be overtly homophobic and sexist like people once were okay so i know not to do that so now at work i don't do those sort of things so i don't get the sack so i keep getting my job and those sort of things you know people who can do that and reflexively change themselves and their performance to fit what's required of men today we can understand as the reflexive winners people who can see what's happening about them and go okay right this is this is how i've got to be this is the this is the future in that paper that that paper that i sent you and it's, it's on my website um which is immersiveresearch.co.uk and if you go to publications the paper is free to download what, what's it called exploring the pastiche hegemony of men something like that um and it sounds a little bit thick and there's bits of it that are quite dense but actually when you get into the data it makes a lot of sense the data is speaking to men who have been quite successful the basically the winners in life and hearing how they how they did it and a lot of work is a lot of work on in social sciences looking at people who struggle in life and who find it difficult to achieve and all that sort of stuff i tried to take a different angle and to theorize who these powerful men are the reflexive winners so then if we understand that then we understand who the, the reflexive quote-unquote losers are people who struggle to make sense out of the new world it's my dog going crazy neighbors just come back. people who struggle to make sense out of the new world and the analogy that i gave you before was was of miners right because it's, it's, a, it's a it's a tradition that we all can understand now if 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 we were living 30 years ago and the pits were being shut down what we would find would be a lot of men who had lots of skill at mining but not much else and they would be the men that struggle in that new world now yeah. take whatever that analogy is and put it into the world where we are now you know people who have grown up i've i grew up in my generation where people said homophobic and sexist things freely now yeah do i think that they were fundamentally bad people often not um does that mean that they were homophobic and sexist yes 
but they weren't going around beeping, beating people up. They weren't being doing the most horrific signs. It was just a casual, normal thing. Now, of those yeah. people that didn't learn that that was wrong, some of those people would have suffered because they've not updated themselves. They've not reprogrammed and retooled themselves. So they would be understood as this kind of reflexive loser, if that makes sense. People who can't see the world changing about them. And because of that, they can't change with it. Does that make a bit of sense as a kind of opening? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. So from there, where, what do you feel is the main issue now then with that? Because obviously I understand that we're not, as we were discussing in the last episode, guys don't have, they no longer need to be a one trick pony. You know, that they've got all these different areas and specialities and opportunities and different venues they can be going down. So with that, Obviously, we're talking about how we need to reflect on how life is right now in order to be either a winner or a loser in this day and age. And for guys, obviously, that's a very difficult, very difficult thing to get their head around, as you were saying, because there is so many different venues that you could be going down. Do you feel that there's ways that this could maybe we could maybe make things easier for guys with this process? Is there maybe something that, because obviously I get the fact that even as a, like a female, I don't think this is a, like a sex thing. I think it could be a broad horizon because obviously for, for me as a woman, I don't, again, I don't think my gender matters, that it's very much the fact of I've got four or five different things I would love to be doing um, with my life. I've got one in particular which obviously holds its own and I know that's sort of the venue I want to go down. Um, but it is that sort of struggle of, so just a very small example, I want to compete, but I also want to be a parent. I can't do both and expect my body to cope. Like it just doesn't happen that way. And obviously it could be the, I don't know, the, the woman in me that, is crying out to be like, no, you need to be a mum. Like this is the the sort of the way in which things should be happening. Um, because a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have bad an eyelid. I would have been like, no, I'm just going to go and compete. I don't care what happens to my body. This, that, and the next thing. I think it's very much similar for for men. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we we talked about this in in the past, didn't we? In, in relation to the kind of the the. The flexibility to create the world as you as you can almost see fit brings with it loads and loads of problems around what that looks like. So, um, I'll give you give an example which I think is quite useful. I'm talking to some of my students about essay writing now. As you can possibly imagine, um, when I set up my assessments, I'm as liberal as possible for the students. They're third year students. They can write about almost anything they want, and all I want to do is empower them to write about something they're interested in. Some people go oh my God, that's amazing. I love that freedom. I'm going to go and make the best essay ever. And they nail it. Why? Because they found the thing that they're interested in. And some of them come yeah. to me and they go, Chris, I like that this is a thing. I get that I should like this, but I don't know what to do. And it's the same thing with life, isn't it? It's the same thing of like, oh, okay, so I can do everything. Well, that also means I can do nothing because I don't know where my directions are. So that's the kind of first thing, just to, just to, 
you know, you give your you give your example, which I think is a good example. But from a bloke's perspective, from a man's perspective, it's the same thing of, you know, I, I want to be good at sport, but at the same time, I've, I've I've got to study and I've got to be good at studying, and um, I've got to spend time, you know, in the pub because blokes like to drink or whatever stereotypes you want. But at the same time, I can't get fat because. And, and, and you, how do you manage all these things? So, so there's the kind of the other way of looking at that from the kind of man's perspective. And then I guess as an answer, and, and I'm very wary of this in terms of giving giving the answers because you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm more asking not like give the answer because I realise it's not as easy as that. But from the fact that you've got a bit more of a a bit more of an understanding of the looking at things from a broader perspective rather than just as an individual or subjective like a sort of broader perspective just some form of you know tips i suppose from your yeah. from your idea yeah so so in, instead of giving a kind of answer all we can do is we can think about this in broad terms the first thing i'm, I'm very aware of when i do give this stuff out is if the my problem with this is if, if this gets into the wrong hands this idea that men can can recreate themselves and do different things in different places is open to abuse now we know that men have dominated society for the for ever since we moved from from the plains of africa basically to, to where we are yeah. now and still even though there's very very met very very met many men who struggle society is still largely we can understand it as as patriarchal as still dominated in, in really powerful ways by men so I'm very wary of kind of giving men the answer when men already dominate society. However, you're right to highlight that there are men that are struggling with this. And this is, this is, this is for them. I'm just very wary of giving the answers to the ones who already mm -hmm. get it. Because what I kind of start to set up when I, when, if you read the paper is how men go and do this. And, and what they do is they, what, what, what I, the way I think about this is, is trying to set up as many winning conditions as possible. So instead of going, right, this is what I'm going to do, A, here's B, here's C, completely lay, layered out, which just doesn't happen. I mean, you, you, hear the odd, yeah. you hear the odd like autistic person every now and then who has that sort of focus and they're on the spectrum and they can do that sort of thing, fine, and it, they can make it work because they're probably a genius or something. But for the rest of us, it's not like that. And you've already highlighted these two things that you want to do that are a little bit problematic. But what the key is to try and set up the winning conditions. Try and think about them less as a, less as a kind of a, a point. Here's the points that I've got to go to. And here's the, the, the journey. Where's the end point of the journey? But instead, think about it as like a cone. And at the, where you are now is at the very base of the cone. So it's a point. But the cone spreads out as it gets further away from you. And you have to think to yourself, your life travels within that cone. What I need to do is set up as many conditions now, today, that set me up to be somewhere in that cone that is positive. So yeah. that might be for my students. And, and I've had this conversation with one of them this week, actually, and I sent them your, the, the podcast we did together. You know, he was like, what, what do I do? What do I do next year when I finish? And I was like, right, well, and I had a version of this conversation with him. And I said, well, number one, get a degree. You're on a degree already. Don't send, spend the rest of the year worrying about next year and stuff up your degree. What we might call paralysis by analysis thinking so much all the time, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then you don't get a good degree. So the things that are in your capabilities now, the easy wins, hit them, nail them, do them well. So if you are the person who thinks, right, my future needs to be something where I get a degree, right, well, 
there you go let's start setting that up and you figure that out and you work towards it and then you have to you have to say well what are the other things that i want right well i want i want to look a certain way well that that's fine as well so how do you do that you set that up as well it might take a couple of years to figure it out or we've all been different when unless you're the genetic kind of weirdos we've all been like out of shape at different times so you go right this is going to take a year i've got to set that in place what do i have to do and you set these things in place I guess it's, it's, it's organization, it's figuring out what those goals are and then moving in that, those kind of positive directions. But not, not thinking, I must know what the end point is, not knowing what every step is, but know that there's some positive stuff on the, on the way, right? So for those we've yeah. talked about, I'd do a bit of reading and I'll attend my lectures and, and people at work, it's like, right, well, I'll, I'll get to work on time and I'll make sure that I do well at work. Even though I probably don't want to be in this job forever, I'm still going to do it well. Meanwhile, I'm going to look for other stuff. And I am going to go to the gym and I am going to commit to these. And I'm just going to get these things that are my life priorities that I think are important. And I'm going to know that they're the things that as I move away from this point where I'm now, I'm going to need them to be successful. So I'm going to, I'm going to tick them off as you talk about on your Instagrams about ticking boxes. There is an element of that, but it's what are the boxes you need to tick that people need to figure Agreed. out. Yeah. That's something that um, I've actually had a couple of my clients come and say to me before is that because it's, it's, it's very easy to say, go and get stuff done. Go and get yeah. the stuff, just go and get shit done. Well, if you don't know what you've got to get done, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. you know, and I mean, that, that's very much part of the problem. That is a very big, massive part of the problem is that, you know, people are sitting there being like, oh, yeah, I know I need to get stuff done, but the point is I don't know where I want to be, so I don't know where to start. Yeah. Um, which is, it was actually after our last episode that I actually went away and I started thinking about these things because, and I thought, right, well, I actually put up a couple of polls on my Instagram story um, to say to people, well, I'm sitting trying to give advice, but I don't actually know what parts of it do you actually need advice with? Mm. Like, is it, is it setting the goals or is it sticking to them? And it's amazing how many people came back and said to me, it's actually setting the goal, yeah, yeah. not sticking to it it was setting a goal um so yeah so coming back to the sort of male series side of things and um, with that do you feel there is an, an element that this causes a lot of the mental health problems in men because it's very easy to say to a guy to go and like again i'm trying to come at this without being especially being a female men in my opinion like to be men within reason right they, they like to be they like to know what to do they like to be able to well, again within reason i'm not saying putting everybody into the same box i'm just saying within a general idea of guys they don't like being feeling weak they don't like being inferior they don't like to feel like they don't know what they should be doing um and to then be put into, again, like you say, like society now, where they don't know what they should be doing. Do you think that could be part of the problem that we're seeing so many guys at the moment with so many anxieties and depressions and issues? So let's deal with the, the assumption that there is a mental health um, crisis or issue, first off. We have to separate the reporting from the actual number of cases. Now, I'm not an expert in this, but when society has shifted to make it more accessible for men to talk about mental health, 
it should be no surprise that more men report mental health. Does that mean there's more mental health problems? Not oh, necessarily. Not. So yeah. one thing we just have to be aware of is that. It's, 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 it's as soon as anything becomes something we can report about, it happens loads. The hooligan yeah, crisis. <laughs> the hooligan crisis in the 70s is a classic example. The, the yeah. rate of hooliganism didn't necessarily change, but they reported yeah. it and for political reasons. So that's the first thing to kind of look at and consider. Now, is there a, is there a biological, um, physiological element to depression? Yes. Is that where I look? No. Do I look at the social side of stuff? Yes. So my answer is always going to be, because I'm an expert in the kind of the sociology of this, that taking a lens which focuses on why society makes people feel a certain way is really important. Is that the whole answer? No. Is it a significant part of the answer? Definitely. We need to consider it. So instead of yeah. answering your question and saying, that's what's doing it, which I don't think you were asking me, but I just no. want people to know, I, I want to use a little bit of nuanced language so that people don't say, Oh, Chris said it's society because it's more than that. Get it. However, yeah, get it. however, as we talked about in the last one, if you're expected to be if you're expected to be hard and you're also expected to be caring that's not the easiest thing to negotiate and yeah. one, one i'll give, give you give you an example which i think is quite neat so when when you when you think about a venn diagram two circles that cross in the center yeah um the closer the venn diagrams are to overlapping the more those two um circles align right and yeah. when you get a venn diagram of athlete you know, imagine an athlete, stereotypically here, and then yeah. Venn diagram of mother over here. There's not a lot of overlap between those images. You could just draw them, and they wouldn't look very similar. And what this leads to for women is who want to be athletes, and one of the areas that I've talked about and, and, and published a book about is women in combat sport. For a woman to be a mother and a combat sport athlete is quite problematic. And there's good examples of this. I forget the woman's name. My memory is terrible. I feel really bad when I do this. There's a famous female climber and she died up a mountain and, and everybody rinsed her for not being a good mum. Now, if a bloke does that, it's horrific accidents. And isn't it a shame? The family have left and they're, 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 they're so sad, but they're not like you did a dereliction of duty because you're a mum, because he's a bloke and he gets away with it. So the point yeah. is, the, the, the Venn diagram of the stereotypes of woman and mother, sorry, athlete and mother don't overlap very closely. And this is the same thing for men as well. And I use that example because I think people can really get, grasp that quite easily. Yeah. Most people's yeah. mums aren't athletes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But with, with men, actually, the Venn diagram between most men and athletes is a lot closer, right? Yeah. I can walk down the street and people that you know can walk down the street and we could like, oh yeah, it looks like he can run a little bit or jump up and down a bit. And most blokes, if they look after themselves reasonably well, because they played loads of sports as a kid, they can probably overlap with that, with that, with that idea of what an athlete looks like. But can they also overlap with what an intellectual looks like or whatever that is? Can they also in overlap with what a really caring father is? Are those things the same? Is it the same to be a hard, hard person, but also a caring person? Well, no, not really. And there's a tension there. And what happens is, we know that we should be these things. I know if I, I, I'm not a father, I'm not going to be a father, but I know if I was going to be a father, I would have to be a really, really good, loving father who was emotional with his kids, who allowed his kids to be free and, and, and go down any path they want. I get all of that. But at the same time, I want to 
I want to be a certain man as well. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that tension is worked out by men and you can see it and you can see it when men kind of value their, their strength and their, their being stoic and strong and their kids aren't being. And what happens when the little lad comes in and he's just fallen over and he's like, well, no, stop crying, get on with it, get out, play football again. In fact, stop playing football, go play rugby because that's a man's game. That sort of idea comes yeah. out. But what happens when the daughter comes in? Oh, daddy's little princess is here. And men can kind of, men continue that on and they continue that kind of gendering on. So I guess what we're kind of, what I'm trying to get at is the stereotypical ideas about what men and women should or shouldn't be is, is problematic when you understand the stereotypes and then you try and start to say, yes, that's the stereotype, but also you've got to be this and also you've got to be that. But a minute ago, I've got to be this and a minute ago, I've got to be that. And in the future, I've got to be this. So that's really problematic. I mean, it sounds like you, you're setting people up to have split personalities, right? But actually, yeah. in that paper, what I suggest is that one of the ways in which men who do this properly, who, who, who are successful, the reflexive winners, who can reflect on this, they talk about it. And one of, the, one of the data sections is about putting different hats on. And I don't talk to my partner the same way to the, I talk to the lads down the pub, to the same way I talk to my students, to the same way I'm talking to you because I've put different hats on at different times. So it sounds like I'm being, you could say, oh, he's, he's not being very authentic then, but that, that's, too, that's too simplistic. We have to yeah. find some authenticity to us, but at the same time, we have to accept that in different places, we do things in different ways. And we can't use the same ideas that are appropriate in one place for the same ideas appropriate in another, because you'll get the sack. The stuff that I say in the pub, I don't say at work, because I just get the sack. And I don't say anything bad at work at, at the pub, but I still wouldn't say it at work. Anyway, some of my students might say that I would, to be honest. But anyway, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, knowing, <laughs> yeah. it's knowing some of that stuff. And that requires, and just to go back to your point, that requires reflexivity on who you are, what you want to be. It requires a, a consideration about what those things are. Now, as we're young, we're just told to just grow up. Grow up, have manners. Men are like this, women are like this. Go and sort the world out. Not little Jimmy little Jane we don't really know what the world's like ahead of us so you've got to be able to read the world around you be reflexive and think what's happening what are the changes that are happening now that you're going to see it happening we can see the changes with covid we know this thing's happening we know that cities are going to struggle we know we're going to be working from home a lot more what are the opportunities that come from that and if you have that sort of positive sorry if you have one the ability to read those social changes and then two a positive worldview of like what can i get out of this how can I use this to my advantage? They're the people who do well in this situation rather than the people who are like, oh, everything's shit, F this. And then locked down and like, oh, I don't like it. Oh, oh I, no, men can't be men anymore and all that sort of idea. It's like, well, okay, yeah, but good luck. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love that idea with the, the hat idea. I think that's mm. such an interesting way of putting it because oh, that, that's again I'm not going to say that that's the answer because it's not but it's a very interesting way of looking at things that a lot of people probably haven't um because it is like we're talking about this in a way that exactly as you're saying all these things are changing and it's changing for everybody and that's just inevitable change is a guarantee unfortunately um good or bad but I think this idea of well there's a time and a place to be in a, be a particular way as a person. 
um, and I think this is something that could go across the board, which I think a lot of people would benefit from. You know, as it, just as you were saying, it's and I, I I didn't really see it as a sort of hat idea, but as soon as you said it, it clicked because when I'm at work, I'm different to when I'm at home. Mm. When I'm at home, I'm different to when I'm with my friends, and when I'm with my friends, it's different to when I'm, you know speaking like on a podcast or something along those lines you know there, there's got to be a different different version of yourself but again as you said still authentic because it's all still part of who I am as a person it's just what part of me is needed at the time um and yeah no it's it's, it's very interesting and I think if I think for for men in particular I think that idea of having a different hat on would kind of eliminate some of the pressures. Because as you said, it was interesting when you said that now that there is a place for people to, to vote, now that it's a thing that men can voice that there's an issue, of course there's going to be an increase in people having an issue or men having an issue. Because it's exactly the same. I laughed when you said that because it's exactly the same. The COVID situation, you know? you give out more tests, there's going to be more results. This is, you know, it's as simple as that. It's, there's no real, doesn't take a rocket science to work that one out. But I do think it takes somebody to voice something like that to, to click, especially for men, because guys will be, guys will be looking at other men opening up to feeling in a particular way and as as um, a, a couple of the other guys on the episode which this might be an interest something that you could touch on um some of the other guys on the episodes have said you know that they've opened up about how they feel a particular way and their guys have just been like all oh, man up and blah 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 and they were like that shut them down so it stopped them from having this discussion i guess you could put that sort of hat idea into this this situation for these guys because I know these guys are actually listening to this episode I know they will be listening to this episode and I know they would listen to the last episode of there's got to be certain times and places that's acceptable not acceptable but more optimal for them to open up and be in a particular way than say when you're with the lads at the gym or you know when you're with the boys out on a night out you know there's got to be that sort of as hard as it's a difficult one to try the, the reason i wanted to go to have that discussion about this is that two of the guys that i've spoken to from the podcast actually asked me to ask you this and when you were saying that you know that all these successful men this is something that they've done this is something that they've brought into their lives of having a different hat for a different perspective, for, for different people and for different times of their lives. Do you think that's something that would help them if they maybe sort of organized in their mind where and when it's, it's not going to be shut down, hopefully, for them to be a bit more vocal? Let's, let's take the, the hat analogy a little bit further forward just so that it kind yeah. of drills home. If I walk around in a baseball cap every now and then, I don't look massively out of place. But yeah. if I was to put like a clown's hat on, I would look like a clown. And except if I went to a place where clowns were, 
<laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it, that, yeah. that hat analogy is quite meaningful. You know when to put a certain hat on. And the, the hat analogy means all of your clothing, doesn't it? And it also, what it means is the performance, what you're doing in that right place. Now, everyone's been into a place where they don't know what the performance is. You've looked out of place when you've gone somewhere, usually when we're younger. You know, when, when to, to speak in kind of lads' terms, the first time we go to an old man's pub and we're like, obviously out of place and everyone's looking at us and they're like these lot aren't gonna last long (laughs) we've all been there we've all got that we all know those experiences but that continues the rest of your life so i guess instead of kind of thinking you know i've got to i've got to i've got to be able to do this it's being aware that it's a thing and it's aware like okay i'm going into this place not really sure what that place is like and it could be a physical space but it could also be a new job um I'm going to start hanging around with new people, whatever. And I, and I want to think about that performance to, because to begin with in that space, you are an actor, you're a crap actor, but you are an actor. When a boy goes into a man's pub for the first time and he's put his dad's shirt on, he's acting, he's acting at being a man. Now, eventually over time, you'll act it enough that the act becomes relatively natural. And then yeah. what are you? You're a man. All a man is, is a boy who's learned to act naturally like a man. That's all, that's all it is. And I actually, yeah. I say this, I say this all the time to my partner, my wife even should say, um, that all, all, the only difference between me now and me 20 years ago is that the times in between me getting absolutely hammered and doing something really stupid or saying <laughs> something really bad, just get extended. So it's been a yeah. while now since I've done anything really stupid. But it's in me. I'm a kid still. I'm a boy still. And, and I think that's the same for most people. So, but, but what it is, is, is understanding that we're doing this performance and that we need to practice it and we need to get good at it. Whether that's, I need to get good at being able to talk about my emotions because that's useful. Or whether I need to get good at being in a social situation which can be uncomfortable and I'm a bit aggressive at heart and my MO is to like go, oh, fuck off, mate, or whatever. Instead of going, oh, they're only having a bit of a laugh it's fine. I'm just going to relax. I'm either going to take myself out of it or I'm just going to engage with it and it's fine. And, and whatever it is, the performance requires practice. Just as any actor would learn their lines, just as any actor would consider what they're going to do and how they're going to do it, we've got to do that. And if you're, a, if you're a poor performer, you need more practice. Now, I would like to think that when I go into some of these social situations where I feel a bit awkward, you know, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm 39, you know, I'm pretty solid with myself. I don't, I don't really care if I feel a bit stupid, whatever. I've got, I've got no issues with that. But a younger person, a younger man who's a little bit more anxious about themselves and fair, fair play as well, you know, it takes a while. Some of this is an age factor. I was talking to Rick about this um, from Strom. You know, a lot of this, the way that I am is because I'm old. Like, I, you know, I don't give a shit anymore. You, you know, I think we talked about this in the previous podcast. You see old blokes walking around, they don't give a shit younger men need to recognize that they do give a shit maybe they should give less of a shit but at the same time if they want to be good in those situations they want to be able to manage their mental health they've got to practice it they've got to find somewhere they can talk to somebody about it and talk to somebody about it they've got to say to the one of their mates who's taking the piss out of them once listen this is a serious thing and i'm going to talk to you about it now on your own and i'm not going to get into it but i'm going to say next time i say that don't don't be mean about it and and front up to that stuff but at the same time you need the practice. You need to get the reps in. You need to get the reps yeah. in those spaces. And I tend to find that what people do who struggle with this stuff, they do the opposite, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll come out with you, lads, but 
ah, no, I'm not going to, and then I'm going to, and I'm going to bottom out. And, oh, we, we go to this thing where there's a bit of counselling or something or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to go to that. And what do they do? They'll maybe go to the gym and just go to the gym instead because they're comfortable there. But that doesn't deal with it. I mean, you get comfortable in the gym. That's great. I like being in the gym. But at the same time, you want to be comfortable everywhere. You want to be comfortable in your own skin. And to do that really does require this kind of, this work, this effort. It's not easy, this. None of this is easy. Going back to what we said earlier, figuring out what you want to do, where you want to go, who you want to be. That's, that's hard. No one tells you that's hard, but it is. It takes years. It's taken me years. And I still have a fight with it. I still have this fight where I've, I've been taught that I need to advance and get promoted and, and, and earn more money. Of course, we've all been told that. I earn enough money and I don't want to advance. The promotions that I, that I get now take me away from the things that I like doing. So why would I do them? The only answer is more money. I don't need more money. But that, that logic that I've just explained to you that makes complete sense disappears every now and then. And I'm like, oh God, I need to get promoted. And it happens again and I'm wrestling with it. So these things are required to think about and to consider. And, I, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't consider them. Don't think about them. Don't put enough time into to what it is because it's hard. You, you're fronting up to like, oh, shit, I've got three years work here. Uh, you know, I, I use the example of someone who's obese. You know, I'm obese. I need to do something about it. And someone tells you it's going to take you three years. You're like, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to not. And it's the yeah. same with this sort of stuff. Like the only way, like it's the same. It's the same thing. If you want, if you want to move forward, and you've got a long way to go, well, Just, you can't focus on the endpoint. You still got to move. You've forward. got to get started. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of thinking and a lot of like working through. There's no simple answers. You can't go to a careers advisor because they're they're rubbish. <laughs> so they yeah. went to a career advisor and they'd be like, "All right, yeah, go and be a solicitor." What? What? What are you on about? I want to know what I'm going to do with my life, not be a solicitor. Yeah. That's not. That's not doing something with your life. That's the job which allows you to do something with your life. It's different. So yeah. people get get lost in the kind of the bigger things. The like, I don't know. Lost in not reflecting on the detail of what they want, who they want to be. And what I'm trying to say is that the world that we're in gives men to be the opportunity of almost whatever they want. Almost. Yeah. Now, there's always the almost because I can't be an astronaut and I also can't live in a mansion. Those things are, are not possible for me. Um, yeah. But broadly speaking, if, you, if you're not, you know, if you have some element of some privilege, I don't mean like full ball, rich, all the rest of it, but something, you go, you go to school, you can get to school. Well, from there, if you, if you kind of work hard enough and you have some ideas about where you want to go, you can push into certain directions. You need to know that that's what you've got to do and that personality, who you are and how you perform is a part of that. But I think people don't kind of think that through enough. I've done loads yeah. of stuff in the past that I've thought, that was stupid, I'm not doing that again. And I've worked to not do it again. Now, like I said earlier, I might have done it again, you know, but I've, I've worked to try and stop myself. When I see myself, I hate it, and I stop myself doing it again. And that way I've become a better person. And again, if, if someone was to say that's inauthentic, then I think they're, they're missing the trick. But I've genuinely changed myself as I've got older because I've known where I want to change into. Does, yeah. that, does that kind of answer some of that? Yes, 100%. Points, anyway. What was that, sorry? Or at least we've got some more points to talk about in some way. Oh yes, no, that's um, that's that's answered a lot of it. To be honest, that's been a very interesting way of putting things. And the fact that you've given a bit more um, 
of a personal perspective on things of the fact that you know that it's interesting when you said that you know you you couldn't be an astronaut and you couldn't be a mansion but i think when it comes down to it it's not that you couldn't it's not who you are it's it doesn't um correlate with what you want in your life and i think that's where a lot of people going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning when it comes to this sort of comparison is that i think that's where a lot of people get lost as you were saying with this whole self-reflection because they they're not spending the time reflecting on themselves they're spending the time comparing to what other people are doing and what other people have um and they're they're sitting looking at let's just go to the classic obvious social media seeing all these influencers with their cars or you know in their houses or doing whatever it is that they're doing and instead of well either one being grateful for what they already have um but two looking at the life and thinking well is would i actually want to be there would i actually want to be that person living that life and the majority answer would probably be well no <laughs> you know i wouldn't want to be in that life you know i wouldn't want to be doing the jobs that they're doing and you know you know, nine times out of 10, they probably haven't even made the living that they've got. But even if they have, you know, those people have made that living because they're doing something they want to do and they enjoy. And I think that's the sort of idea that you were talking about, that if people spent less time comparing on these things materialistically um, and spent more time reflecting on, well, who am I as a person? What do I want to achieve? And where do I want to be? And I mean, this can change. That can change. The idea of who you want to be can change. And you, you've mentioned that, I think it was in the last episode, that, you know, what I wanted to be at 18 changed, and I'm going to be 28 next year. In 10 years, everything has changed from where I was in, when I was 18 years old. Everything has changed. What I want to do, what I want to look like, who I want to be spending time with, um, and I do think that comes with maturity and age, but I think there's always, as you said, that child within you, which I've done an episode on this on my podcast, there is that child within you, as you said, that is still very much there and is still very much where a lot of our sort of dreams and goals do come from, ultimately, you know, that that's the dreamer in us as our child. And, and learning to, well, listen, not just listen, then ignore and, then sit and pity on yourself because you don't have something that someone else has on social media. Yeah, and those sort of issues, it, when we're young, we obviously need to earn a certain amount of money. And, and I said on the last, on the last episode, and, and, a, and a friend pulled me up on it actually, who listened to it, I said that, that money isn't the answer. And I think I said something like, don't chase after Ferraris, basically. And the reason why I picked something like Ferraris is because no one needs a Ferrari, just the same as the yeah. world doesn't need billionaires. There's no need for a billionaire. There's just no need for it. Um, you can have lots of money. I appreciate um, some people need to be rewarded financially for doing well. That's good. But billions and billions doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Any human should have more, that more than any other human. That doesn't make any sense. But there is a baseline. Whatever that baseline is for you, whether it's 50 grand a year or 100 grand a year or 25 grand a year, I don't know. But there is a baseline. And as a kid, you haven't got that. Most kids. So we do have to work hard. We do have to be money orientated because if we're not money orientated, we can't get the basic stuff like, like survival, you know, like basic like food. 
and and you know the, the opposite of not having money is to be homeless and you know and, and that sounds brutal right and that, that is the reality so there's there's an element of us we do have to have that i don't think that, that should ever be around materialism i think it should be around finding enough money to be able to to do the things that you want to do but there's a change that has to happen somewhere we have to go from i need to get more money i need to get promoted i need to get a better job because i can get more money to have i got enough money what is enough money are there other things that i need to spend my time focusing on where's where does the joy come in my life does it from where it does it does it come from wearing 400 pound jeans or does it come from wearing 30 pound jeans but having a nice holiday with someone I really love. Oh, okay, well, that, now, now we start to kind of think through what we want out of life. Maybe I won't buy the stupid jeans, I'll have a holiday and the jeans. So yeah, that's kind of one of the, th the points that I think we have to just address with regards to money and materialism. And then just the one other thing, because you said I couldn't be a, 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 an astronaut. Now, the reason I use astronaut is because I literally couldn't be an astronaut. If I said to you today, Lucy, I want to be an astronaut, there's no path that you could get me on at 40 in December, um, at 100 kilos, so too heavy to be an astronaut anyway, um, with no maths, I'm rubbish at maths, there's no, path, there's no path you could get me on to get me to be an astronaut. Now, the reason I say that is because we do have to front up to that. When we tell kids yeah. they can be anything they want and they can't. And I, 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 one, of the, one of the things that always sticks with me is a classic quote from Karl, Karl Marx, men make their own history, but not as they please. So the idea here is that you can, you can do what you want, you can make your life, but it's not yeah. as you please. It's not, it's not completely free. We are constrained by society in certain ways. And what we've been talking about is some of those constraints that are on men, because you've got to be a, you've got to be a masculine man, you've got to be a strong man, you've got to be a money, you've got to be a bread earner, you've got to bring the money in, You've got to be a rock for your, for your friends and your partner. You've got to be able to drink and all these sort of things are the pressures that are on us. And there is the way that we can go. They're the yeah. things that we find it easier to go with it. They're the directions we can take. So my point there is not the astronauts, just a kind of example to show the limitations of what we can achieve. There are those limitations. We have to be aware of them. But at the same time, we don't have to kind of think, oh, I could never do that. Of course, most things you can do. You just have to know that probably not an astronaut. I can't be the queen, for example. I can never be the queen. Yeah. <laughs> but could I have loads of money? Yeah, if I really wanted to. Um, I could work hard towards that if that was the goal. I just choose not to have that goal. But I have thought through what that goal is. And what yeah. I think we're kind of coming to is that people unreflexively have those goals. Like the, the classic one is when you hear somebody who has eventually, after years of trying, got abs. They've got abs. And maybe even a vein or two on the abs. And they're like, oh my God, I've got abs. And that's it. You've got abs. Well done. Now get your t-shirt on and go to work. No one yeah. abs. No one gives a shit about your abs. And once a year, you might step on stage and show your abs off. Well done. Still no one really gives a shit. And that's great yeah. if that's about you and your enjoyment and something that you really want. Yeah. But if it's other referenced, if you want abs because you think girls can like you, or you think boys can like you, or it's going to make you a better person, you're wrong. So you have to then think, what is it that people like about people? Is it, you know, that they're a nice person? What does that mean? How do I go about being a nice person? Is it they've got a good, successful, solid job that they enjoy? Yeah, that's quite a good thing to have. And these sort of things are what kids don't see, young men don't see. And young men, you know, I, I always say this to my students, you know, like none of them will, will sorry, when you ask them who their who their male, male role models are, 
none of them will say the GP down the road. The GP down the road probably earns 70 grand and will have that for the rest of his life. And who do they think of? I don't know. A footballer, a dancer, a singer, I don't know. But the role models are basically unobtainable. Like, you know, yes, you can be, a, by definition, you can be a footballer. Of course you can, your man. What's the chances of it? Can you be a GP? Oh, yeah, definitely. Can you pretty much guarantee yourself 70 grand a year for the rest of your life? Yeah, you can do that. You do a lot with that. But the role models get like, you know, Instagrammed and you know, all this stupid shit that people are into. But it's hard. It's hard. It's easy for me to look back at that and go, yeah, that's all a load of rubbish. But I've been through it. I'm kind of asking people to grow up. That's kind of what I'm saying, isn't it? Like grow up, see what's important. But you can't grow up until you've grown up. I guess it's just, it's encouraging people to reflect on what really matters. And then when they're ready to start growing up, when they're in their mid twenties and they go, right, okay, shit's getting serious now. What do I want to be? Then that process helps. We don't have as a society, a place where people do that though. We don't have a mid twenties thing. Right, go here to make sense of your life. There are mentors, and some mentors can be quite good, um, but some can be rubbish. Some mentors tell you what they think you should do. That's not what a mentor is. A mentor helps you discover. Yeah. What I'm trying to kind of, I'm trying to suggest a, a kind of a way of thinking that can help people mentor themselves in some way. Like, okay, yeah. what is it about the world? How's it changing? What do I want to do? These are the questions that a mentor asks you. I'm just kind of trying to frame it in a general sense using kind of social theory. Um, so I think there's a kind of a, a few, we, we've, we've gone all over the place with this podcast. It's quite good. We've, we've gone up and down and into different bits. Yeah. Hopefully people with all this sort of stuff, whenever I teach, talk to my students like this and, and we're talking around issues that are complex in a variety of areas, it's all about hanging on to the one or two bits that make some sense and then yeah, whirling them around in your head and going for a walk with a dog and just listening to it again and going, yeah, that bit? what does that mean to me? Cause you can't make sense out of all of this. We're talking too fast and we've got too many ideas. But if people can just take some kernels out of what we're talking about and line them up, I think that's where they can kind of get some utility out of this. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And as you say, like, it's been a fantastic episode because, as you say, it has been a bit, we've, ha we've got little nuggets here, there and everywhere that it's just, well, yeah. I I've thoroughly enjoyed this episode again because it has been just full of knowledge. And at the end of the day, when it comes to mental health, from whichever aspect you want to come at it, it's not, it's, not, it's not straightforward, as I said at the very beginning. It's complex, it's difficult. Um, everybody's at a different stage. And as you said, growing up, it, it makes such a difference. To, maturity makes all the difference, I would say. Maturity is definitely part of the process. Um, but yeah, as, as, just as the last episode, this episode has been fantastic. Um, a world of knowledge. And I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it yet again. Cool. Good stuff. Let me just give a little bit of a plug out to a book that I've, I've just got. Go for it. Um, Challenging Myths of Masculinity by um, Lee Monaghan and Michael Atkinson. It's a bit academic, but this is about, um, it's, it's subheading is Understanding Physical Cultures. And this, the, the, um, the sections, one's about, um, uh, it's called Postmodern Muscle. It's about men going to the gym, basically. Cosmetic surgery in men, um, bouncers and men working in security using physical violence, masculinity on the menu, body slimming, self-starvation and physical culture, challenging the obesity myths, men's critical understanding of body mass index, 
loads of cool stuff about some of the stuff that we talked about. And these two, Mike Atkinson was a supervisor of mine at Loughborough. He's now in Toronto. And Lee Monaghan is, um, has written some really good stuff on bodybuilding. Um, Amazing. So that's something to kind of, if people are interested in this in the kind of academic sense, that book's worth, yeah. worth looking at. Um, I've got a couple of students that are starting with me, hopefully soon, a couple of master students going to look into um, bodybuilding and all that sort of stuff. So this might come up again. Um, this is the kind of area that I first started out in is kind of understanding all this kind of stuff about masculinity and theorizing it. I've already mentioned my paper that people can have a look at um, on my website. If people want to look there. Um, so yeah, and there's, there's so many videos now up on there. I mean, it's mainly academic, it's mainly kind of research based, but if people like the way that we're kind of talking about these issues and just want to kind of sit and think and listen to some, some critical issues, basically, um, yeah. bunch of website there's a bunch of videos on there that people can just sit and listen to with, with academics talking through these ideas um not necessarily catch to mental health or masculinity but you know sporty stuff a lot of it um, yeah so that's somewhere to people to go if they wanted to get a little bit more kind of quote-unquote content amazing amazing well as like i've actually been having a look at some of the bits that you've been popping up and yes some some fantastic work as i said before i keep mentioning to you that i wish that i could do some like one of your courses because I just oh, it's on the way by the way it's on the way i've yes. uh, i've started writing it it's um yeah after you said it and I'd, I'd, I'd thought about it a bit and i've been doing so much teaching over the years that i was like well why wouldn't i start to kind of put something out there um yeah. it's mainly going to focus on my strength areas which are mainly connected to sport yeah. Um, so it won't be on this stuff too much, but yeah. um, it will be it will be some of the big issues in sport: drugs, doping, athlete abuse, concussion, or what I think is a really cool subject, but also really really important subject in sport. Once that's done, um, I want to do a critical thinking course as well, which is kind of what we've been doing, right? We've been trying to critically yeah. think around these issues. Um, so who knows what that will look like? Um, and I'm going to start up a little bit of mentoring as well. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a. I don't. I'm not going to try and. I'm only going to do it for people that I think I can help. Um, and yeah, very, of course, very, very low numbers. Um, just because I've had really good mentors and like you know, they never charge me, I want to kind of be able to do it back a little bit. So if people are interested, make sure they kind of click in on that website. Maybe follow me on Twitter and keep up to date with some of the stuff I'm doing. Amazing. I'll, if anyone gets in touch, I'll make sure to send them in your direction. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Well, thank you again for the episode. This was fantastic. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll catch you in one of the, the group chats. Yeah, wicked. Looking forward to it. Perfect.